Yo, 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 guys, what is up? And welcome back to another episode of the Game 6 Clay Podcast. It's your boy Gotham with my boys Matt and Chuck. Brothers, welcome back. It's been a minute on the pods as we got a full squad. Chuck, sir, you've been you've been uh, traveling, doing your thing, man. Welcome back to the show, as always. Uh, we've done a few live shows. Shout out Amp. Uh, we'll plug that towards the end. But uh, Matt, Chuck, welcome back, man. It's it's Friday morning um, on the, uh, I guess, the, the morning of uh, the biggest game of the season. Uh, I don't know how many times we've said that um, this year before some of these pods. Um, a lot of these games have felt, you know, important to, to win and, you know, I feel like we always come up on the short end of the stick so far this year. But this game, the Kings tonight, um, is the biggest game of the season in Sacramento. Probably the biggest Warriors-Kings game in recent memory. Um, before we get into everything, uh, playoffs, all that, uh, fun time of the year from Hoopside. But as always, brothers, how we doing? Happy Easter weekend uh, to you guys and, and everyone mm. else celebrating. Yes, sir. Yeah, good to be uh, good to be back in the Bay today, catching up with all the friends and family. And uh you know, ready, ready for a little double feature today. Well, Giants followed by some Warriors. Opening day, baby. Opening the home opener. That's the life. Home, home opener. opener, man. Love it. Can't be or- How you doing, Matt? Oracle Park, AT&T Park. Yeah, man. It's always AT&T. Um, AT&T. Doing solid. It's going to be a nerve-wracking last few days. You guys know me well at this point, so you know how these these kinds of moments affect me. So I'm home with my family and my friends. It's going to be tough for them to be around me for sure. Uh, but no, it's gonna be a fun last two days, man. I think it's um, we're gonna get into it, but just it just feels chaotic and it's kind of fun. Hey, look, it's been a, it's been a long time since we've been in the in the heat of a playoff race. I feel like you know, like last year was the three seed. Obviously, the Warriors pretty much had a stranglehold over the West with that one or two. So to be in a to be in a spot where you know playoff seeding implication, playing tournament, you know, this whole thing getting in, it's fun. But um, tonight, man. Play Sacramento, the third seed right now. Um, it looks like they're resting some guys. Um, at least that's the early indication. But regardless, the Warriors control their own destiny. They gotta, they gotta go two and zero to, you know, be in that top six, whether it's the fifth or the sixth. However, this stuff plays out. But um, you know, the Warriors have a great chance for another great opportunity. Uh, a good Sacramento team. Um, but the, you know, this we've seen this team starting to one six out of their last eight. Um, another good win against the Thunder um, fourth quarter. You know, you saw what this team can do on the defensive end. Um, just give me your thoughts, man. Just want to hear your take on on this on this Kings game. What you want to see, um, and just just how how big of a game is this from from a uh, obviously a playoff implication standpoint, but just from a confidence standpoint from you guys. Then, like, what do you like? What the Dubs show out tonight? Like, we're getting to it's game eighty one. Um, you know, this is this is go time. And, you know, what do you want to see from the Warriors tonight? Obviously, you know, get the dub is 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 number one. But from a uh, from a play standpoint, from what we've seen so far, like what do you want to see tonight against the Kings and and how big I just, just talked to me through how big this game is? Yeah, I mean, you said it best, like. A win goes a long way towards securing a spot out of the play. Uh, you need to win these last two to earn that. And. I think it's important too. You know, Sacramento's virtually locked into the three seed tonight. Uh, Phoenix is going to stick at four. I don't think they have the tiebreaker over the Grizzlies, but they need to win out, and the Grizzlies would need to lose out. So, feels pretty unlikely. Um, this is still a team that's you know, they're they're playing for it. Like regardless, you know, no matter who's going to be out tonight, they're going to be hustling. They're going to be competing because nothing has been given to them in over a decade. Uh, it's all been earned, so they're going to play hard. Um, 
I think what we need to see is the Warriors play to the level that we know they can play at, not to the level that the Kings will play at. Um, you know, even if, if they have here, like I've seen De'Aaron Fox, Kevin Herter, Domas Sabonis, uh, Egan Murray, a lot of their best guys, uh, Malik Monk are all questionable for tonight. I would imagine at least a few of them are sitting, but they have a strong rotation. You know, we've been burned by Trey Lyles before. Uh, Davion Mitchell is an incredible defender who can disrupt your best guards plans on any given night. So um, I want to see, I want to see defense and I want to see rim pressure tonight because this is a team that you can beat at the point of attack. You can get downhill and get buckets on them. Especially if Savonis is out, you're going to have a lot of guys like Alex Len stuck in drop coverage and uh, you need to take advantage of that. We need, Jordan Poole getting downhill. We need Steph getting downhill. We need Draymond, Looney, and Kaminga cutting and rolling. Um, I'm just looking for a crisp effort, you know, because you can't you can't come out flat like you have in the recent weeks and try to scramble this one from behind because the pressure is only going to increase as the importance of this game and uh, what could potentially be a close game starts to weigh on them. So that's what I'm looking for is a big start and uh, a lot of buckets around the rim, a lot of free throws. Let's see it. Yeah, I uh, I love it. First of all, you guys know my response to these scenarios and you laugh at me before it usually is. I want to see you win. Uh, and I do want to see you win. You know, I think um, regardless of who's sitting is playing, the Kings have been guarded the Warriors the same way pretty much with Lanners a bonus, right? So I think you can kind of see what kind of looks the Warriors are going to get. Um, Especially if the Kings play and drop with Sabonis right now, because the guy's a Yoka Jess defender, um, covering the pick and roll, right? So I want to see what that looks like. Um, but overall, I'm, I'm not gonna. I don't know about you guys. I'm not chopping this up to an automatic dub. Um, like you said, Jack, the Kings are gonna fight. They've played hard all year. They play hard every game. Um, not been playing their best basketball of late, which you know bodes well for whoever gets that six seed. Um, but. They're just not. They're not quitters. This team's been fighting all year. Um, so the Warriors need to. They need to go out tonight with you know that appropriate fear that we always hear about. Understand that this Kings team is full of professional players. It's the final game of the season. These guys are very uh, self-respecting, and they just can't blow it because we've seen that we've seen the Warriors lose this game ten times this year. You know against teams that are shorthanded or lottery-bound teams like the Hornets, Pistons, uh, King or the Suns sat all their guys early in the season. The Warriors blew that game. You know so. You, just, you, gotta, you gotta get a win here. This is a must-win game, like you said. This game is more must-win, in my opinion, than, than Sunday. And like you guys said, <clears throat> as far as like controlling your your you know your destiny, the Warriors can control their destiny up to the point of not being in the plane. They don't have a whole lot of control over seating. You know, they got they can be top six, but that five-six spot is going to be really dependent upon the Pelicans game tonight, the Clippers game tomorrow, the Clippers game on Sunday, and all kinds of things outside of their control. But this is the one where you got to win. And I don't think this team has the luxury of dicking around like they kind of tend to in these kind of, in these uh, chalking up win games. And that, and that's kind of my biggest take from this, this game. Like, obviously it's, it's the biggest game of the year um, in terms of just what's on the line. But like you said, we haven't seen a full 48 minutes. I feel like from, from this team, especially on the road and, you know, that last Nuggets game, you know, Jokic was out and you still got off to a good start horrible third quarter and again like you said Chuck kind of clawing from behind um you can't do that tonight um the I just got to see the urgency like it's it's game 81 and and you have 
literally, I mean, like you said, Matt, you don't control like what the seating is going to end up in, but staying out of the plane and getting that, that whole week of rest, um, getting Wiggins back for that first round without having to, you know, any, any plan sort of a scenario. Um, it's a huge, it's going to be a huge difference. Like we saw last year, um, the Warriors had the 30 seeds. Steph was able to ramp up um, coming back from the injury. And we obviously saw what that run did for him. So to give yourself that luxury, you have that freedom right now. Um, and you literally just have to go and take care of business. And like you said, I don't I don't expect Sacramento to lay down. Um, they have an opportunity to to send them to avoid the Warriors in the first round and send them into the plan with a win tonight. So that's a lot of motivation for a Kings team that, you know, even they are, even though they are um, saving some guys and it looks like they will be, but um, Mike Brown's a great coach. I'm sure he wants to send the Warriors back to the plane. Um, no, no, uh, no free passes there for Mike Brown. So um, there's a lot, lot. There's a big, big, big stuff online tonight. And you know, we are we've seen this team do it over the years, um, but this season has obviously been a different story. Um, and as much as like we talk about the championship pedigree, and it's a huge reason why I believe, and I feel like a lot of us, but uh, all of us here, believe that the Warriors can still run this back. But we haven't seen it this year. Um, we've seen it in spurts. We've seen it in, in quarters or halves. Um, but we haven't seen a full 48 minutes of it. Um, Sacramento is not a good defensive team. Um, so you, you you would hope to see that uh, some sort of defensive effort um, to kind of just give you some sort of breathing room. Um, like you said, attack the basket. Um, you know, you have the, you have the talent on this team to, to get this done. And it's go time, man. Like you, you have lost every... Um, big game or, or momentum game this year it feels like and uh to have that to still have a chance to to control your own destiny stay out of the plan and you know they've that fuck around and find out model man they're they're literally at the edge of it so you literally have zero excuses at this point um we've seen we've seen them drop all these games um so flip the script man it's go time it's biggest game of the year it's against sacramento it's not even like a far road game i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of warriors fans in the crowd tonight as well so um if you can't get this one done, um, you're really just making it that much harder. I think the difference between being in the plane and, and being in the top six, it could be the difference between making it to the finals or not and, and having a chance to win it. So it's a huge, huge thing to stay in that top six, however the seating uh, works out. But to avoid that that play and get that first round, uh, just go straight to a first round series is, is massive and you got to get it done tonight. Yeah, I like what you pointed out too about the play in because. <clears throat> You know, not only is it important to get right to a seven-game series instead of one or two games being able to eliminate you, um, but it looks like Andrew Wiggins is ramping back up for a return, and Steve Kerr has already ruled him out for the last two regular season games, but it feels pretty likely that he'll be in the lineup, uh, if not some point in the first round, for the first game of the first yeah. round. And, um, you know, we've seen – I think that comes with a lot of – because not only do you want the better seeding so you can get a favorable matchup, uh, you want to guarantee a series where you can try to ramp Wiggins back up instead of a couple games. Because if you bring him back into the lineup in a play-in game and he's rusty, that might cost you the game. You know, like we've seen after he had his longer absence with injury early in the season, you know, it took him about a week or so to get back into the flow. Um, you know, the defense is still there as usual, but he – to come around so I think that's why it's even more important because they can't win a championship without Andrew Wiggins and you need to get into that first round series so you can bring him back up to speed while hopefully getting a win and putting yourself in the conference semis let's let's say the Warriors dodge the plan hypothetically right and that's not a thing I wouldn't put 
two dollars on that, let alone anything significant. Um, are you starting Wiggins game one, first round? If he if he's done his ramp up, the week's gone by. Do you start him first game back? Look, I mean that's that's the best starting lineup. Um, the net rating wise, I feel like we've said that many times. You see in the graphics and stuff. If he's if he's up there with the conditioning wise and 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 uh, like the training staff is okay it. I don't see why you wouldn't toss out the best starting lineup in the league back out there, um, especially round one. Um, I don't mind also seeing Wiggs come off the bench. Um, obviously, Anthony Lamb is stepping up and playing a bit and uh, having a lot more minutes in the rotation. So if Wiggins can just come in and play those, you know, 18, 20 minutes, if that's what if that's what it gets, um, that's also cool. But if he's up there, if his condition conditioning is good, he feels ready. Um, I don't see why you wouldn't toss that back out there and really just go back to the the lineup that. You had you envision going into the season, and it's been plucky all years with injuries and stuff. So, um, to be whole and and have that the team that you envision in the off season that that won you a championship last year, run it back out, man. Check up. Yeah, hundred percent. I think um, I think you got to put him back in. I think you know Gotham, like you said, it's best starting lineup uh, by net rating in the league, and. You also have guys like you, like you said, you know, Anthony Lamb is giving them some decent minutes recently. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga's really been stepping things up. We know what he does defensively, but his offensive growth seems to really jump off the page. And I think you can afford to start and close with Wiggins and still hope to, you know, sort of get within that minutes restriction, uh, which I imagine there will be initially, even if it's not publicly released, you know, they might keep that close to the chest to get a little advantage. But um, I think, you know, if you start him, you close with him, you have the guys who can fill in those minutes uh, between the gaps. So start strong, finish strong with wigs, and count on your depth to carry you through it until he's back up to speed. Yeah, I think I think you start him off and you kind of play by ear after that. Like, he's having a good – the thing with Wiggins is he's kind of playing a defense. So it's one of those things that he's not playing – his offensive game is rusty, like you guys mentioned. I think it's okay to kind of roll it in and see if he's got it going in the first little bit, and then you kind of tailor his minutes based on how effective he is in offense because he's got to be just through sheer physicality and like ability. He'll be effective on defense, and that line will be okay. Just you've got, you got Stephen Clay and then three really good defenders outside of those guys, so I think it's fine. Um, it's going to be interesting, guys. I'm like I'm really excited to see this this team that finally feels like they have a bench if they're fully healthy, and it's obviously – it reminds me a little bit of last year. Granted, this team is not – in the same seating position, but they're they're getting into they're going into the first round most likely the top six spot, and with nine guys who they can trust in the playoffs. You know they have a bench right now: uh, Poole, DiVincenzo, Kaminga. Um, I'm missing somebody there, right? GP two. Um, GP two. Dante. Dante, that's the guy. That's GP two. Um, Dante, Kaminga, and Poole. So. I, I just think this team's in a really good spot right now. Prob- probably crazy enough, um, physically speaking, they're peaking at the right time, right? They're not playing their best basketball, I wouldn't say. I don't know if this team's ever had a stretch of best basketball, but the fact that Wiggins is back at a time right now is huge. Um, can we take a second and talk about a guy who I have ripped on incessantly the last three months in Jordan Poole, who has been just every, everything that we loved about Poole last year. He's been that and then some the last month, basically. Uh, he's been Mr. Fourth Quarter for the Warriors. He's won them, I don't know how many games in the fourth recently, just by doing everything they wanted to do. He's, um, he's taking good shots. He's getting to the rack. He's getting to the free throw line. He is 
cooking guys in just like these really humiliating ways. I mean, I don't know how many points gaming's averaging in the fourth right now. I'm willing to guess it's upwards of eight or nine in the last month. Um, what do you guys think of Pools play recently? Because he's kind of like the hey, if you have this pool and it's one of him or both of him and Steph on the floor at the same time, we're kind of seeing what the Warriors always hope for in that you you can't guard these guys simultaneously, right? You can't have both these guys on the floor um, and guard the Warriors effectively. So walk me through what your thoughts on Poole are recently. I, I owe Poole somewhat of an apology, and Grant, I think he was really bad when I was ripping on him. However, I, I, him being bad led to a disbelief in my end that he'd ever be good again, which was like, even saying that out loud, I'm like, well, that seems unreasonable. But I did it. So that's what happened, man. Uh, he's been great. What do you guys think? Look, the thing with Jordan, especially like just this entire season, um, like he had such a good playoff run and, and we saw the potential. He obviously got the contract, um, but he's still 23 years old. He's a young, potentially superstar guard, uh, like the next superstar guard in this league. And um, we've seen it. Like we saw we saw the glimpses of potential, but it's hard, man. Just defensively, we've seen the struggles. Um, you know, I think at times, you know, he's also one of those just ultra confident guys like Steph and Clay, where you know he's got that confidence, his ability, and he settles for bad shots. And we've seen him, we've seen the bad side of that, where you know maybe a little too many threes. But I think he's found that balance of of driving to the basket, getting to the foul line. He, he's, I'm sure he knew it, but he's realizing how quick that first step is, and he can really, like you said, he can beat anyone to the cup. Like it's it's not it's such a talent that the kid has, and. Um, you're seeing him locking better defensively. I don't know if it's it's, it's an effort thing or it's just, he looks better uh, on the ball. I'm gonna pause you real quick. I'm gonna pause you. It's an effort thing. It's an effort thing. And hey, it's an look, thing. the guy, the kid, the dude won a championship last year. Maybe it's one of those hangover things where you don't want to start giving it your all for every game. But down the stretch, like you said, man, he's been one of the most reliable dubs. Um, we've needed him, especially with Wiggins out. Um, you know, now with Wiggins coming back and and the, the guys on the bench that you're saying. Like Wiggins and and John uh, and Jordan Poole are your ultimate X factors. I think Fitz was saying it on on ninety five seven the other day. But you have those two guys now back in the fold with Steph, Clay, Looney, Draymond, um, Jordan Poole, and Andrew Wiggins are are going to be the difference to win a championship this year. And and if Jordan Poole is playing like the way he is and and uh, taking that next step, he's he's literally the the in my eyes the only guy, young guard that plays like Steph Curry that can do it off the ball, can do it on the ball. Um, he's such a threat to the rim. Um, he's that jumper is getting better. I think he's shooting 39, 38, 39% from three last like month or something. So he's smart, yeah. Yeah, he's really he's he's just figuring out the, the game's slowing down for him. He's making the right reads, he's, he's attacking the defense, keeping him honest. And you're seeing what you're seeing he's, he's a supernova scorer, man. Like the kid is a beast. And if he's if he's averaging 20, plays averaging 20, Steph averaging upper 20s, 30s, like like you said, there's nobody that can stop these guys. And, like, on the defensive end, that's all it's going to take, and they've got the guys to do it. So, this Jordan Poole is going to be crucial to winning a championship again this year. Yeah, following up following up on those numbers, too, um, <clears throat> he has been struggling from three on the years, we all know. Uh, but he has really raised that over the last month, uh, 36% on his seven threes a game, um, bringing him up towards league average on the season because uh, he was hovering around 30% for a while. Uh, the big thing I want to focus on, too, is the big-time foul-drawing games he's had over that last month, and they've all come against quality teams that they could face in the playoffs. Um, 12 attempts against the Clippers, 12 attempts against the Pelicans, 10 against Memphis, 9 against Memphis, 9 against Minnesota, 11 mm. against Oklahoma City. Like That's the kind of player that they need him to be because 
he still has inconsistencies. You know, we don't know if the jumper is going to fall every night, but that first step is there every night. Uh, guys who can be beat off the dribble are there every night. And bigs who are willing to foul you before they can see baskets are there every night. And so when you have a guy like Jordan Poole who can not only get there, but hit those free throws as well as anybody else, you know, still around 90% for the season, that is such a huge value because he can still have nights where he shoots, you know, six of 17 from the floor and gets to the foul line enough to get 20 points. Like that is such an immensely valuable guy to have in the playoffs because there are going to be ups and downs when you're just taking perimeter shots, but it's that driving game, getting paint touches, getting two feet in there. Uh, that's going to make a big difference for them because Clay and Steph are ridiculously consistent with being able to hit outside shots, but they can't draw fouls the way Jordan Poole can. I want yeah, to say think, Steph, Steph I mean, can. He's just getting the hose on the whistle. I think Steph, like this is a weird, weird Steph Curry whistle syndrome, but go Matt. Sorry, I didn't want to. No, you're good. I just uh, caption on that. Yeah, Steph can, and he definitely could. It's just a matter of you're 35. You don't want your 35 year old 6'3 guard, even going to the rack like that anyway. Uh, especially the regular season, right? But Poole doing that, and just the working track, I want to expand on that, Max. You said that awesome, wonderfully, man. And even, you know, you mentioned the six, the six for 17 aspect. He's avoided those nights because he's been going to the rib more, though, right? And so we see him kind of with this, like, three to one, you know, shots inside the arc to shot, outside the arc ratio recently, where he's shooting, where as for a while it was, those six for 17 nights now feels like it's nine for 17. It's 11 for 20, versus like, he's putting up... He's he's productive, right? He's efficient. He's productive. He's he's his field goal attempts are less are less than his points. You know and that's what you want for a guy like that, and that's because he's getting to the line. Um, and again, you just got to look at you mentioned, you know, slow footed defenders. That's Sacramento. You mentioned drawing fouls in general. You know the Warriors in a series against the Grizzlies, they have to get Jaron Jackson Jr. in foul trouble. They have to. They have to get the guy out the court, and that's a series they could very easily find themselves in by, you know, the end of the week. You know, so. Having a guy who can put pressure on the rim like that and put pressure on defenses and actually get a team into foul trouble or get a team's rim protector out of the game. The Warriors haven't had that for, you know, a lot of this run. And Poole doing this consistently in addition to taking um, better threes, right? He's taking a lot more catch-and-shoot threes. Gotham, you mentioned the relocating like Steph, right? He's doing that a lot more. That's when he's shooting those shots. A lot of the time is, you know, it's pass, the, the zigzag into the lane, find the corner, find the slot, whatever it is. He gets to a spot and he's open. Definitely he's taking those shots, you know, off the split action as opposed to off the dribble, you know, it's, um, he's just been so, so good. And I think, again, they, you said it, Chuck, they need him, they need what he brings because no one else does that outside of Kaminga. Like, no other guy wants that. I and mean, Kaminga is just a not, he's not a high volume scorer. He's not a, he's not going to get a whole lot of shots in the game. So we know what Kaminga can do drawing fouls and they're going to need that as well. But um, this team needs JP to be JP. And it's not a coincidence, I don't think. And, I think you guys both mentioned this a few weeks ago that this kind of JP resurgence coming around a time when GP2 is back. I don't think it's coincidence. You have, you just always have now, especially with the Wiggins back. The Warriors are always going to have two or three good to great perimeter defenders on the floor. And that just makes life so much easier on guys like Clay and Steph and Bull. Um, especially going into the postseason, that's kind of the biggest thing. So, do you guys, the, the basically the, the most likely scenarios for the Warriors are. Grizzlies, 7-2, um, Suns, 5-4, or uh, Kings, 6-3. Do you have a preference? I, mean, look, I don't want to I don't want to say I don't want to say that they're gonna fall to the eighth seed, but let's not like I'm let's not have that much confidence in a play and win like off the bat, you know. Let's 
Oh no no hey Gotham that's my that's my kind of shit man I appreciate it dude yes yeah, I know I got you I just not make sure it's <laughs> I appreciate it dude yeah no no, no. I mean I, I it's usually my but thank you for taking care of that um but out of the, those are the three most likely falling to eight seems unlikely given where New Orleans is um but again you the that's the problem with the plan right but again assuming the Warriors fall to seven win that game stay at six or stay at five is there uh what's the order for you guys who do you want to see most and least and who's the team in the middle. I still stay I still stay my number one is the Kings. <clears throat> you know, like talent aside, what they have on paper, what they've been doing this season. I want to face the team that has the biggest deficit in terms of playoff experience compared to the Warriors. Um I think it's I think it's still, like they're a pretty clear number one to me for that reason. And I think the matchups come well because, you know, the Warriors have been giving up a lot of threes. Kings can't make them as well. Uh, on a night-to-night basis, I think they have the defenders to contend with De'Aaron Fox, with Herder, with Sabonis. Um, I am also. I, it's tough to rank the other two because you know the Grizzlies. I think are clearly the most talented of the three, but things are kind of up in the air right now with Josh trying to work his way back in. You know they've had a pretty bad flu go around the locker room. A lot of guys were out, so you're kind of catching them at the right time. Um, and the Suns have n- almost no defenders and no rim pressure threats. I don't believe in them as a playoff team. Like, yes, if you're gonna if you're designing a team to just win off mid range attempts, it would probably include Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant. But that is a that is a tough ask for all of those guys to be canning tough tough shots over defenders uh, for a full seven-game series. Um, I just don't buy it. So I feel like the Suns and Grizzlies are pretty much tied with me because I think the Grizzlies are just kind of stumbling a little more into the playoffs than you would expect. I want to pause you real quick, man. I don't know. You mentioned playoff experience. It is important to know the Grizzlies have – they've won a single playoff series. So they have some mm-hmm. – they, they, they got the they, – they hung that uh, hypothetical banner this summer. Good for them. Um, they did beat the Wolves in a battle of the uh, – the battle of the attempted losses every night. So, and but both of those teams should have lost that series in five, man. Um, that was some that was insane. But I'm with you, Chuck. Uh, I, 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 I want the Kings, um, a purely from just a travel standpoint. Um, I think Draymond brought it up, but that's that's not that's not to be uh slighted. I feel like just in a long, long finals run coming off another long season to be able to you know drive two hours and and have that um distance not being a factor. And again, the playoff experience with the Kings, um, they're a team that doesn't really defend. Uh, I kind of said it earlier, but um, I just see the, the Warriors playoff defense picking up. So I trust their offense against the Kings defense to to out outplay them. Um, and I'm with you, man. I, the Suns don't scare me, um, especially with Wiggins coming back. Um, a full a full nine man unit of the Warriors that we've listed. Um, I just think that the Suns don't have enough depth. Um, like you said, I don't see them. They can they're undefeated in the KD era or whatever they you want to call it, eight games. Um, and to get them, you know, as they're still kind of getting some chemistry going, um, especially in the first round series against the Warriors, I guarantee you the Suns don't want to see the Warriors in the first round. Um, they're gonna hope that the Warriors fall to six, um, purely from a matchup standpoint. Um, so Suns don't scare me. And honestly, I'd rank the Grizz the last. Um, they've got obviously, I think that we we handle the Grizzlies. Um, we kind of have their number right now. Um, but that's a young team that's hungry. Um, especially, you know, with the Warriors road issues and, and, you know, we saw them lose two games to the Grizzlies on the road without jaw. 
Granted, I think that the Grizzlies are a better uh, matchup for the Warriors when they have Jaw, uh, but that's point point side. But um, I'll 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 let the Grizzlies, you know, hopefully get taken care of by by the T Wolves or the Lakers. I think there are other teams out there that that can beat them as well. So um, not uh, I don't see us falling to seven. Um, just we'll get into the predictions right after this. But um, so I'd go I'd go Kings, Suns, and then and then Grizzlies last. But um, I think it's gonna be one of those two first teams, um, Grizzlies or, or Kings or Suns. Yeah, I'm with you, Gotham, in that order, I think. Um, the Kings stuff, again, travel is huge. This is an older team. So travel just takes more of a toll on the body when you're a little, you know, you got three guys who are, you know, early, mid, mid-30s. mid If you count Andre, he's 106, so whatever you want to do with that. But um, they can just use the rest, and they can use, you know, the the light travel schedule. Um, we do this thing where it was the, the big question, who's going to guard Deer and Fox on the Warriors? Well, first of all, the Warriors actually have answers for that. Okay, second uh, – I don't. Who's gonna guard Steph on the Kings, man? Let's go. Who's gonna guard? Who's gonna guard Steph? Who's guarding? Who's guard Jordan? Who's guard, they don't. I'm who's sorry. Guard... Kevin Herter is great. I love Kevin Herter. Darren Fox is awesome. I also love Darren Fox. I don't know why we just have these one way questions every year. Last year was who's gonna guard Luca. It's like okay, well, it's one guy. I'm not concerned about it. Um, so the Kings are just first for me. That team's giving up. Again, if, if you get in a, a scoring pissing contest with the Steph Curry Warriors, I'm sorry. It's just not a thing I'm concerned about. It's, it's just I can't get too worried about it. Um, I think, to be clear, I think the Kings are a legit threat. I think the Warriors' defense has been spotty enough all year to where if your counter, if somebody's counter is, hey, we haven't seen this team defend at a high level consistently all year, and that's fine. I like totally think that's, that's very reasonable. Um, I think, Chuck, you mentioned the lack of experience. That's huge. And Kings got to be first. I also just, again, Chuck, you hit the you hit on the mid range kind of aspect of the Suns. Uh, at a certain point, the math just doesn't work out in your favor, especially when you're playing a team like the Warriors. That's not to say that guys like, especially Booker and Durant, can't match you up in downtown too. They absolutely can. But uh, we've seen Gary Payton guard Booker, and he makes his life hell every every time. Uh, we've seen we've seen the Warriors bother Booker specifically. KD is a guy who, outside of that Boston series last year and the 2016 series, we can't forget. Uh, we haven't really seen him get get pushed around um but i think again when you have guys like kuminga guys like wiggins guys like draymond who i, I don't know if you guys remember this draymond um when the warriors played the nets last year uh early last last season the championship year draymond had katie's number on defense and it's not a matchup that i think the warriors would go to very often but when you have three guys in wiggins kuminga and dre you throw a kd you've got divincenzo and kuminga and um payton to throw at Booker. I think the Warriors have the Warriors actually make those guys' lives really hard. So I'm not worried. I, I, to be clear, I think the Suns can be the Warriors. It's just not a series where I'm going in there like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. Can't believe it. Um, especially with this team's playoff confidence. I don't – this is weird, man. I don't want to play the Grizzlies very much. It's not like a – again, I think the Warriors have a better team. I think losing Brandon Clark hurt that team a lot. Um, Adam's still not anywhere to be seen, which, again, kind of – the Warriors wouldn't mind that, especially with a full squad. Um I don't like playing Dylan Brooks, and it's not because I'm scared of Dylan Brooks. I'm quite literally scared of Dylan Brooks breaking somebody's arm again. I'm like scared of that kind of stuff. I'm just, I don't want. I'm serious, man. I think this team is a dirty, an actual dirty player, man. Um, I don't. Uh, I think he's really physical with Steph, which again, that's that's how you play Steph, right? That's how you're supposed to guard Steph. You're guarding one on one. You're going to beat the shot, and then hope that kind of knocks him off his block. More often than not, it doesn't work. But when you have a guy like Brooks, who whose brain size fluctuates from like peanut to you know, almond, 
you don't really know what's happening, okay? Uh, oh, so, yeah, I want to see the Grizzlies mostly for that reason. Um, I think, yeah, it's got to be that. For me, it's King Suns and Grizz for that. For that Again, I'm glad you mentioned Gotham that jobbing back would be good for the Warriors in a lot of I, ways because they just torture his ass. Uh, and once you have beating up a high day, schooler. It's like beating up a high schooler when uh, – <laughs> That's tough, man. Tough, tough, tough. Uh, yeah, so – Easy for me. Do you guys want to knock out some predictions real quick for the last couple of games? Let's uh, let's go two and oh, where are we going? Uh, Kings, uh, Kings Blazers on Sunday to close it out. I'm gonna just kick it off, man. Two and oh. I think they lock in the six seed. Um, I feel like uh, one. I feel like the Clippers are gonna try and avoid the Suns. Um, so maybe the Warriors don't go up to the fifth seed, but I see them winning these last two games. Um, I think tonight's gonna be a Finally, 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 a coming out party for this Warriors uh, team on the road. I know they had that game against Dallas. Um, shout out to Mass for losing that protest, by the way. Um, hilarious. Uh, but I think that, uh, especially with just the Kings resting guys, I think that they have uh, – the Warriors know what's at stake. Um, I heard Steve Kerr talking on uh, on the radio the other day. Sounds like these guys are locked in. They've been they've won six out of the last eight. The, the two games that they've lost felt tricked away. So they're playing good basketball. I see that continuing. Um and uh GP's getting back in the lineup, so I like the defensive side too. So give me two and all, man. They should if they lose the Blazers, then you know this this season's the absolute simulation. So I don't see that happening, but um two and all. two and oh and lock in the top six seed. Love it. Um man, I it's hard to predict them to win two road games in a row. Uh but man, like they're set up for it. You know, Portland's doing everything they can to tank. That's got to be a dub. And looks like Sacramento's going to rest a lot of people, you know. So, I mean, man, if you can't win this game with all the seeding implications on the line against a team that's probably going to be playing with one hand tied behind their back, uh, not a good look. So, I think tonight's game is really going to tell us a lot about whether this Warriors team is serious about contending or not. But I'm a, I'm gonna go two and zero. Let's see, Matt. You're shaking your head. What do you got? I I just can't believe that there's we have legitimate doubts that this team might not win tonight against a Kings team that is resting a lot of their players. I got no doubts, bro. That. No doubts. No doubts. I got doubts, but I think I, I'm predicting two and zero. But the fact that we're even like the fact that we're like this team needs to show us they can beat the Kings, which I agree with, Chuck. The fact that we're saying that though, and you're you're saying that to us, I'm like, he's fucking right. I'm like. How is how are we here right now? So crazy. I'm also going to know. Um, I just yeah. I think it's just so interesting that they can win both these games and we still don't know if they're going to be five or six. And TBD, there's too many uh, there's too many implications and and uh, you know strings here to really know where they're going to end up. But they got to win these two games. And I think you know you don't mess with the basketball gods, especially if you got dodge guy like dodge guy like Katie, who uh, I think the Warriors should and should want to play and should handle okay. I'm with it. Hey, this might be the first time we've all gotten a 2-0 prediction or any undefeated prediction this season. Um, shout out to Warriors for making this a roller coaster. Uh, it's been fun, though. I mean, as the regular season closes, we'll uh, we'll get a we'll get a full regular season recap pod and looking at either the plan, hopefully not, but the playoff series coming in and and all this stuff. So this is like a little taste, but uh, got some fun fun pod action for us uh, soon here. But uh, before we get out, as always, boys, anything to shout out? Yeah, you can. Check me out as always at ClayPS11 on Twitter. Uh, do doing my basketball writing for the SwishTheory.com. Uh, once we get our seating locked in, you will certainly be seeing a matchup preview coming from me. Uh, I am also dipping myself into some baseball writing this season. Uh, hopefully, we'll have sure. a little 
publication to start, uh, but check out my Twitter. I wrote a little blurb on Tyro Estrada this morning. Uh, my absolute Great piece, guy. by the way. Reddit check. It was beast. Yeah, that's that's my man. I love him. And uh, yeah, as always, check us out at Game Six Clay Pod and uh, follow me on Amp too, where we'll be doing our live pre games, post games throughout the playoffs. Uh, come come tap in, hang out with us, ask some questions, maybe hop on the show. We'll see. Yeah, uh, no, I don't have a lot, man. I got I don't have anything scheduled for post game stuff, post game recaps for now. But once the playoffs start, if the Warriors are in, I'll keep saying if the Warriors are in. I don't believe in certainties, guys, especially not with these assholes. So, um, hopefully they get in there, and you'll see some more riding in the next little bit. Otherwise, guys, you'll definitely hear from us uh, pretty post game for the next hopefully hopefully next little while. Um, I'm working on a Nick Wright impression. I want to break out in the next next podcast, so stay tuned for that too. Man, Nick oh Ryan. yeah, god damn, I hate that guy. I hate his basketball. Gonna get a, are you gonna get a hairpiece? Please get a hairpiece. <laughs> toupee. Yeah, oh, I need a long. I need a long flowing. Get the flow coming. Hey man, I'd be. You guys gotta. You guys gotta check us out on AMP. The the pregame, postgame shows that we've been doing has been fun. Um, I see it happening for uh, this entire championship run. I've done one for that one. But um, until the next one, man, we'll see you guys on the next episode and hopefully see y'all right in the playoffs, round one. But until then, peace.